0: I remember when I was either just ordained a priest or right before it, it was right around that time, uh, they did an interview with me at some in some publication, some newspaper or something, and they were asking me various questions. One of the questions they asked me was, um, what do you want to change as a priest? What in the church do you want to change as a priest? And... Uh, I already didn't really like the person that was interviewing me and that really annoyed me because in my, in my mind I was like, I'm going to, I need the church. I'm the one that needs the church. The church needs to change me. I'm not going to march in on my first day as a priest and think, oh, this is what has to change this and this, this is what everybody's doing wrong. And even if there are problems, okay, there's problems. I don't have problems. And all, all this was happening in my head and I kind of gave a more polite answer than that as I I try to do um, as much as I can. And I I think about that a lot, where where on the one hand, we are in need of teaching, we're in need of sanctification that the church offers us, Um, we're in need of the leadership that the church offers us. Um, But on the other hand, we are all baptized, and through baptism, we are given a share in the mission of prophecy, of Christ himself. So, on the one hand, my, my attitude was right. On the other hand, her question was right, too. There was something right about it. Because on the one hand, yes, I'm in need of the church, i need in need to receive. On the other hand, we are all prophets. Through Christ, and I think today's gospel is is, is, kind of really lays out what it is to live prophecy, what it is to live as a prophet through Christ, and Christ is showing us how to do that. Now, one thing that uh, I think is is sort of worth noting right away here is what it doesn't mean. mean, Does it? Here is what it does not mean to be a prophet. It does not mean that you walk into a situation, you take a look around, and you say, "You know what? This really needs right now my opinion." That's narcissism, I don't know what it is, it's not, it's not prophecy. Your opinion, great, Awafi, enjoy it, it's all yours. It's not going to save anybody's soul. And you might be surprised how often we all act like that. We, often, we all act like, oh, this person really needs help, you know what will help them? My thoughts on them. Now, keep it to yourself. A prophet is not somebody who just shares their opinion all the time. What is a prophet? Well, look at what he does. He goes to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and and it says he went to the synagogue as his custom was on the Sabbath day. A prophet is not somebody who goes in and just changes everything. Change just for the sake of change. Jesus went to church on the Sabbath. He did what everybody else does, and he had a habit of doing so. He was part of the community that he was preaching to. He wasn't speaking to them as an outsider. And if you want to share in his mission of prophecy, don't speak to others unless you are part of them. You don't get to criticize a community that you're not a part of. And if you don't feel like you're if you feel like you're better than everybody else, you're not part of us. That means you don't get to criticize us be part of us, then you've you've sort of checked off step one. In the end, that means you don't get to criticize somebody unless you care about them. And if you care about them, that means you'll be a part of them, you'll participate in what's going on there, you'll be a part, you'll, you'll share in the community life. However. It's not just that. Okay, now that I'm a part, now I get to say whatever I want. Now I get to criticize whatever comes to my mind that bothers me. Now I get to be a prophet. No. There are specific topics. Look at when Jesus opened the scripture. He opened the prophet Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because. Because. How do I know the spirit of the Lord is upon me? Because. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's prophecy. Prophecy is you give good news to the poor who don't ever hear good news. You release those who are captive to the degree that you're able. You give sight to the blind. There's a lot of different ways to do that and you give liberty to those who are oppressed. What does that mean? It means a prophet looks for the people that are weak, that are in need, and helps them. A prophet doesn't help himself. And when we speak in annoyance, we're helping ourselves. When we speak though, and this is where the actual act of prophecy happens. When my zeal is inflamed, not because I've been hurt, but because I see somebody else who's being hurt then I start to talk. And I talk boldly. And when you see injustice happening to somebody else, you speak boldly. When you see the poor, the captives, captives, the blind, the oppressed, being harmed, even if it's built into the system, even if everybody is doing it, It is your job as a baptized member of the church to speak up. To protect the weak. If you are helping the powerful and the rich, you're not doing prophecy. If you're watching weakness being forced upon people, if you're watching oppression happen and you're saying nothing... You're not living the life of prophecy. So then, he reads that. He announces, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. They start saying good things about him. And then, he starts to criticize, as a prophet criticizes. And then they reject him. And that's the third part. If you want to live the life of prophecy... Do not expect, not for a second, that now that you've shared your almighty opinion, everyone's gonna come and kiss your hand and thank you for it. Nope. When you speak, and you speak well as a prophet, expect to be rejected. Expect to be thrown down a hill. Now, it is worth saying, just because people don't like you doesn't mean you're actually a prophet. Sometimes you're just a jerk. And I know that from a lot of experience. However, that is a part of it. That when you do speak the truth, even if it's in full charity, even if it's out of justice, even if it's out of full compassion for those that really need it, the last thing you should expect is that people will embrace you for it. Because the fact is, the poor and the captives and the blind and the oppressed are that way because everybody participates in that oppression. All of us do. And when we preach against communities that do that, we're preaching also against ourselves. Nobody's going to want to hear that because helping the poor and the captive and the blind and the oppressed is inconvenient and nobody wants to waste their time with that. They're busy with their own stuff. And when you say, you know what, maybe your own stuff is less important than everybody's stuff, than the community itself, nobody wants to hear that. That means you're preaching first against yourself. You're preaching first against your own preference for your convenience. In the end, the 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 activity of prophecy, the sharing in the Christ's mission of prophecy requires you to be made holy. And if you don't strive after holiness at every moment of your life, if you don't understand that you need to be sanctified at every moment, you will never be a prophet, because you will never transform yourself. In the end, we were sort of both right. I was right that I do need the church, and at every moment I need the church. But the person that asked me the question was right, because it's also my job and all of our jobs to help not just the church, but the communities that we live in and the families that are around us. But if one is separated from the other, no prophecy is happening. If I try to just correct everybody else without correcting myself, I have failed. And yet, if I receive the Spirit of God and don't let that flow out into, into love of others and love of justice, then I also have failed. Today we receive the body of Christ so that it can sanctify us, so that at the end of Mass, if you notice there's a procession into Mass, but, and sometimes we used to walk in, down the aisle, you remember that? But there's no procession with the priests and deacons outside. You process out. Once you receive the body of Christ, you become the body of Christ, and then it's your job to walk out out into the world and to share that Christ with others. Amen.